Hi, welcome to the Dan Bradbury podcast where turnover is vanity, profit is sanity, and cash is king. In this podcast, I'll bring you resources, tips, interviews, and lots more to help to grow your business and make it less dependent on you. Hello, and welcome to the Dan Bradbury podcast. I'm Topher Morrison, guest hosting for Dan, who cannot come to his own podcast because he's waiting in line to audition for Britain's Got Talent. Nope. I'm sorry, I'm also wrong about that. He's actually just getting ready for the ultimate entrepreneur and his success mastermind coming up at work June 21st and 22nd. The success mastermind, of course, is his quarterly mastermind where successful business owners meet to share best practices and scale and grow their businesses. And in this particular one, why well, he's got the ultimate entrepreneur, ultimate entrepreneur competition coming up where some very hardworking entrepreneurs are going to be competing for the title ultimate entrepreneur and a cash prize of 10,000 pounds. Today on this podcast, we have none other than one of those competitors. His name is Rob Stone. He is the founder of a company called Instaloft and he competed last year. He's also in the finals this year. He's coming back better than ever, ready to go. And he has an amazing story. I was able to sit down with him earlier today and interview him about how he not just survived COVID, but thrived and actually during COVID built a second business as well. So you're going to love the interview. Here we go. Without further ado, please welcome to the program, Rob Stone. Mr. Rob Stone, welcome to the Dan Bradbury Podcast. It's great to see you again because you were a finalist last year in the Ultimate Entrepreneur. You're a finalist this year. So I'm going to start off with a relatively basic question and then we'll kind of get into the particulars about what your company is. First and foremost, what do you think you did this past 12 months that allowed you to qualify a second time as a finalist for the Ultimate Entrepreneur? Yeah, thanks. It's nice to be here again. Uh, the last 12 months, I think, like for most businesses, has been really challenging. And we've had to look at different ways to diversify and what our opportunities are. Um, yeah. So so what I did is I looked at the business as a whole and thought, well, you know, some of our costs, for example, might be able to be um, absorbed in another way. Uh, and one of those higher costs was our, our subcontracting to electricians, um, as well yeah. as um, our own electricians. Um, and I, 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 it's great, but we're missing an opportunity, I realised. Um, so what I decided to do was to take the electrical um, work and actually separate it out completely. Um, so I spoke to a couple of guys that were working for us as subcontractors. Um, okay. And I said to them, hey, guys, you know, you, you, you're doing quite well in your business. There's no two ways about that, but you've grown it on the back of, of, of my business, Instaloft. Um, I'm thinking of bringing it all in-house and becoming an electrical company as well. Do you want to do it with me? Um, so I had a chat with these two guys, and they basically merged their business into a new one with me, uh, which we called Instaspark, uh, and we, we set up a whole new business. Great name. Uh, yeah. So stay, stay with the brand so that everyone knows it. Um, so same core yeah. scheme, almost the same logo, but with a little spark in it. <laughs> um, yeah, Yep, we started an electrical company, which can now go out and not only do the lights uh, and sockets that Instaloft subcontracted to, but also any other other electrical work as well. Um, and, that's, and that's really well. We, we started it in January, and it's doing fifty grand a month and making ten grand a month profit near enough, which is just fantastic from the standpoint. That's start. great. I, you know, I would imagine also it allows you the ability to drive additional revenues. Nothing to yeah. do with loft space if they're still out there, kind of doing their hustle and flow. 
you know, you, you might be able to get some extra revenue just from general electric electrician work. Is, is that correct? Or is it dedicated yeah, that, that's, 100%? That's the idea behind it. We knew that our subcontractors were growing their businesses, taking on extra work after they'd been and done the lights and sockets. Um, so oh, um, fantastic. we then decided that it, was, it was time for us to go out and, and, and do the same thing and take the custom for ourselves. Ah, oh, dude, that's great. Uh, by the way, we should probably uh, give a little bit of background on your company for those who are tuning in to the podcast, either watching or listening to the audio version. So Instaloft, uh, especially for the American uh, viewers, because they may be getting a real, little confused. So Instaloft is in America, that would be called uh, InstaAttic, right? Because you help build yes. storage attics for people above their garage or up in their, uh, their, their attic area, but it's called Loft in the UK. So Loft is a way of getting, uh, by the way, how instant is it? How fast can you build a loft inside somebody's garage? Uh, you, most jobs are done in, inside of a day. Uh, it's very wow. rare. We, we get some quite large ones that can be sort of 50, 60, 70 square meters, but, but quite often wow. it, it's just a day's work, even half a day. Very cool. And you also have an interesting technology within your uh, business model as well, because it's not like you're just putting boards on top of the joists can do that but you also have like some kind of patented technology or unique technology which if they've got insulation and lighting that's not an ideal situation so do you want to talk a little bit about like what is that technology because hey we can get you some business let's get you some business at the same time right yeah sure and oddly enough we're actually trying to branch into america at the moment um we're going over there later this year so so the the technology we're speaking about is something called loft zone uh, which is a, a raised floor system uh, designed to protect any loft insulation, any pipe work, any electrical wiring, uh, and, and it raises the floor, depending on which type you use, we've got two different sorts now, but raises it between 15 and 30 centimetres off the joist level, uh, which allows you to insulate it, allows all the pipes to run underneath without being damaged, so that if you're walking across there or you're storing your things, uh, you can do it safely, you're not going to trip over, you're not going to damage the electrics, you're not going to damage the pipe work, uh, it just makes it a much smoother space to work in. All right. So now let's let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, I mean, you have a business which is it literally cannot be done 100 percent remotely, essentially. Right. So when the pandemic hit, all of a sudden you're faced with are we considered an essential worker? Probably not. It'll be interesting to see what the classification came from. Um, and, and you you would have to do on site inspections and go out and do all of the measurements. And there had to be a way in which you could could pivot and change. So this, this is kind of a two-part question. Part one, going back to when the pandemic hit, how did you yep. pivot, right? Because uh, I think a lot of people were faced with this notion of, I've been doing business this way my whole career. Now the pandemic is coming along and I've got two options. Crawl up into a ball and cry or pivot and find a new way to do things. And I would have to say probably a lesser business person would have rolled up in a ball and cried in your industry, but you found some pretty cool solutions to continue to plug on as best you can. Uh, yes. Talk a little bit about that. And then what we'll do after that is we'll talk a little bit about now that we've hit the endemic phase of the pandemic, how are you going back and what lessons are you bringing into the future from pandemic era? But let's just start with what did you do? And and and, and maybe even not so much the content, but the, the context, like what was going on in your head and how did you stay resourceful and proactive and stay ahead of the game versus just kind of being determined by what the pandemic was doing? Yeah, it was shocking because we, we were six months into what appeared to be our best year ever. Um, and then suddenly we were all told to go home like everyone was. Um, and so you know, that, the day it happened, 23rd of March, we, we said to everyone, well, that, that's the end of this for the time being. We'll, we'll be in touch as soon as we can. 
Um, but we decided to, we had some customers that needed some work finished off. They were insistent that they didn't want to wait. So we kept a couple of guys on um, going out and we, we, we quickly developed what I called at the time COVID safe procedures. Um, it became a term a lot of places used. Um, uh, and this was a case of you know going to a house, making sure you're wearing masks, making sure you've got sanitizer on you, sanitizer spray for cleaning, you know, before and afterwards. Um, and, and after probably four or five weeks, we, we, we brought a few more guys back um, just to say, look, let's go and try and do this but of course that's great while we had work booked in but we still need, need to generate more work it doesn't last forever um so after we had guys coming in on their vans and going out as one guy on a van rather than two so it's taken them two days maybe to do a job rather than one um we we had them um the sales guys start making calls to their customers um that were still inquiring uh, and, and just doing calls over video so they were saying to the customers look you've got to get your tape measure you know, when we when we call you, you need to have your tape measure handy. We'll guide you through how to do the measurements, what we need to look at, um, and, and we'll talk to you about all the various different options. We'll show you some photographs through screen shares um, where we could. So some of the guys were doing Zoom, some were doing uh, FaceTime calls and, and WhatsApp calls, yeah. uh, these sort of things. Uh, that, that was really successful. The customers really appreciated the fact that we were making the effort to still service them, to still, still do quotes for them. Jump in real quick. That's pretty impressive that you could even pull off doing video instruction for something, which is honestly, it's pretty technical, right? There's tons of different angles. And, and, and so did you come into any logistical challenges? Like when, when the, when you, you brought the kit out to build the loft, was there any kind of like onsite adjustments that you had to make in order to like, Oh, the client screwed up yeah, this yeah. measurement. We were an inch too short or were two inches too long. Did you have to do some mod mods as well? We did. So, so we found that, um, customers, just didn't give you the right measurements. They couldn't read really the tape measure as well as, as one of our technical guys might do. Um, so we're going to houses and finding a lot of things weren't quite as planned. So very quickly we had to change our terms and conditions and make it part of our, our pre-calls almost that look, you know, based on the measurements you've given us, this is what we're going to quote for you. This is what we're going to do. However, when we come yeah. to the house, we might find we've got to make some changes and, and we adapted fairly quickly in taking alternative either, either hatches or loft hatches as we call them um, or loft ladders. Um, so that yeah. if the one they they measured for and we selected for them wasn't going to fit, we could change that. You know, while while we're there, be a pivot inside a pivot. Then, right? Like you made your first Probably pivot, and you're like, oh, now we got to pivot again and make yeah. some contract adjustments. All right, now well, now we're at the endemic, right? We're kind of, we're, I don't want to speak too soon. Knock on wood, we're at the end of the we're at the endemic phase, and we're starting to come yeah. out of that now. Life is starting to return to normal. The restrictions are being lifted. What up? Uh, um, are you going to go back to how it was in the very beginning or are you starting to realize, wow, you know what, we could actually still cut our margins and save some some points here if we continue to do the remote measurements or things like that? Are you giving them options? What lessons are you bringing forward into the future, if any? Yeah, so, so I've got two companies. Um, one of the, the garage company, we, we carry on doing what we're calling um, virtual design presentations um, and, and we do know for customers that are out of area. So if, if they're too far away for us to easily go and see them, we'll, we'll do that. Mm -hmm. uh, with the yep. attic loft business, uh, we, we're going back to the normal ways of doing things because it's more personable to be there in person, explaining it, show, showing the samples and, and all those sort of yes. things. And the feedback we've had is that that's what the customers want us to do. And, and you know, you don't argue with the customers. They tend to be right, not always, but they, they, they can be for things like this. 
Yeah. Well, let's now let's let's speak. Let's go back to like like uh, first off, the ultimate entrepreneur com- competition coming up June twenty first and twenty second. Uh, people can go yeah. and they can uh, not just attend the competition, but be a part of the mastermind, which is all about this. Uh, this this theme is going to be about scaling and growing the, your businesses. Um, what will you be sharing during your presentation? that will allow people to, in some way, hopefully replicate some of the success and the results that you've done. And we should probably actually talk a little bit about numbers here as well, so we can kind of get an idea or perspective of what you've done, because it's not like it's it's not like your sales plummeted during the pandemic. Um, you were six months into having your best year ever, but you still finished the year breaking some records, if I'm not mistaken. You might be able to correct me on that one, but let's, let's talk about like, what. Let, let, let the thought process as an entrepreneur and how did you stay ahead of that? And, and, and what was your, what was your thinking like and what will you share with the audience that'll allow them to replicate your results? <clears throat> yeah, I think um, for me, it's about looking at the synergies within your business and, and what opportunities there are. Uh, certainly we had to, and we, 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 as you said, we, we hit some record figures. We, we did um, 14 million pound in revenue that year. Uh, which, which Say was, that again. Uh, How much? I said we did 14 million in revenue. Um, which is in pounds, which is, which is absolutely incredible. Um, but yeah. we also knew that we, we, we dipped out. We lost a lot. We lost a month and a half's work while we were um, in, in the lockdown at the beginning. Um, and we wanted to look at ways to diversify our risk, I guess, as, as well as our opportunity. Uh, and that's when we looked yeah. at um, a company called Garage Flex that came up for sale, uh, which, again, is about storage, but it's in, in, in the garage of a home. Um, so so we, we bought that. That was an acquisition. Uh, which allowed us to not only um, have additional revenue streams from the business that was going already, but to cross market between the two different customer types for, you know, the garage customers being off of lofts and the loft customers being off of garages. Uh, so that that, yeah. that was a great pivotal moment. There's early days in that yet, so there's a lot of work to do on that acquisition. Um, and then, as, as I yeah. mentioned before, the 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 electrical right. opportunity, which could, if it goes the way we're planning it to. Um, will be equally as big as Instaloft. You know, we, we've got we're, we're acting on the um, Instaloft structure, so we've got six depots. We've now got electricians in every single depot around the country. So suddenly, we're arguably a national or semi-national electrical business, um, and we're now yeah. advertising for more electricians to take on the work because we're trying to really push that extra work. Um, and as I say, that, uh, that, uh, that's uh, so pre-pandemic, you have Instaloft, one company. Post-pandemic, yeah. you have now three companies, essentially, right? You can do not just lofts, yes. but garages, and also the electrical. Dude, that is incredible determination and innovation, and your ability to pivot is inspiring as hell. Um, I, listen, I, I, you know, I met you last year, and I was just blown away by your story. First off, you're funny AF. I loved your presentation. You, were, you have one of the more entertaining ones. Uh, you have this kind of humbleness about you. But it's almost like this Forrest Gump humbleness where you just kind of like, yeah, well, this is what we did and this is what we did and this we did. And, and it, it, you make it sound so casual, but it's like really impressive what you've done. Honestly, for those of you who are listening or watching this podcast, it's worth coming to the program just to meet Rob and just hear more about his detail and his story. It, it really is inspiring. Uh, I loved hearing you last year. You're coming back strong this year with even more uh, success as well. It's going to be June 21st and June 22nd. You do have tight competition, though. I've seen the other people. So, um, uh, yes. you've got, uh, yeah, you've got some tight competition, but you're going to do great. If people want to learn more about your companies, they can go to instaloft.co.uk. 
That's instaloft.co.uk. We'll put that website up on the screen as well. So you can check out Rob, learn a little bit more about the lofts. I would assume if they go to instaloft.co.uk. By the way, let me, let me be real correct here. It's instaloft.co.uk, not plural. Is that correct? That's correct. Yes. Yeah. 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 All right. Just want to make sure I say it the correct way there because I think I sloppily said instaloft.co.uk. <laughs> it's instaloft.co.uk. And if they go there, will, the, will there be connections and links to also instaspark.co.uk as well, or is that completely separate? Uh, at the moment, they're separate. Um, just while we get okay. the websites rebuilt for the other two companies, um, they're certainly yeah. on our media. Uh, all of our quotes, our emails, and our communication with customers, we, we cross-link it, but I don't expect everyone to ask me for a quote. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, and by the way, did I assume correctly that the new website is then instaspark.co.uk? It is, yes. Yeah. Oh, man. What an intuitive genius right here. Intuitive <laughs> genius. All right. So instaloft.co.uk, instaspark.co. UK for those people who might have some loft or electrician needs. Rob, it's a pleasure to speak with you. I can't wait to see you June 21st and 22nd. Hear more about your story. Best of luck to you in the Ultimate Entrepreneur Competition coming up in June. Take care, my friend. Thank you. Really good seeing you again. All right, there you have it, Rob Stone from Instaloft and Instaspark. Now, if you'd like to meet Rob and the other competitors, you can do so in work June 21st and 22nd at Dan Bradbury's Success Mastermind. Now, not only do we have the Success Mastermind and the Ultimate Entrepreneur Competition happening inside, we have two special guests coming in. We have Nigel Shanahan and Simon Inchley. Nigel grew and successfully exited his company for an eight-figure, a high eight-figure sum, by the way. You're going to want to hear about how he did that. And then we have uh, Simon, who is the founder of Gresham LLP. They were a private equity firm. He was responsible for over $750 million in assets and successfully exited also for a high eight-figure sum. So you're going to want to come sharpen your pencils, learn on how these Two unbelievable entrepreneurs did that and also get some great inspiration and stories from the Success Mastermind and the Ultimate Entrepreneur Competition coming up June 21st and 22nd. I'll see you there. Until then, let's all try a little harder to be a little better. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Three things you need to do now. Number one, make sure you subscribe to this podcast so you do not miss an episode. Also, get on over to Amazon to get a copy of my latest book, Turnover is Vanity, Profit is Sanity, nine and a half steps to improving your profits and cash flow. Also, join our Facebook group, the Turnover is Vanity, Profit is Sanity community to connect with other business owners.